anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, broadcasting once again deep behind enemy lines in a very hot, humid environment. Johnny Profita, and back with me, of course, is the Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. How's it going? Not too bad. It's uh, actually we're, we've cooled down a little bit over the past couple of days. It's still getting up in the lower 80s during the day and it's not super pleasant but it's been getting down in the mid 60s at night been, been kind of nice uh well or uh yeah climate change may have ended for the for the summer now it's it's time to go into our fall cooling season <laughs> yeah um man i wish i could say the same here i got another probably month and a half or so before it actually starts to cool down then it starts getting really nice and I'll probably have to leave <laughs> uh, by the end of the year. I God, I got so much traveling coming up, man. I really, I don't know. They've made it so miserable to fly that uh, I'm not looking forward to any of it. But um, anyway, we got some, we got some good stuff to go into today. Well, Speaking I don't know if it's flying, good. Uh, do you think the rumors are true that the, Mask mandates on airplanes is coming back here sometime in September. It, I, I'm very worried about it. I am very, very worried about it because that's the one area where I can't really get around the mandates. You know, like I, I can't just like pick up and fly private. Unfortunately, need a few more listeners for the podcast to do that. But um, I don't know, man. This uh, they're deeming it the election variant, which is just perfect uh we were i think everybody was kind of anticipating this it's almost like you know what it reminds me of is the uh the jeffrey epstein killing himself we're like we're all kind of expecting it but then like when they actually do it you're just like really are you really this fucking blatant about it you're gonna bring back a new variant right when you're rolling out new vaccines right when the election series uh the election cycle is ramping up it's they're just so fucking brazen about it. So I don't know, man. It was Alex Jones I was predicting it. And as soon as he came out with that TSA insider information, I, I just started seeing these stories everywhere across all media about the variant, about ramping up mask mandates. We've seen it in a bunch of universities. They're seeing a spike in COVID cases. I, I can't imagine a, like a dumber place than a fucking college. Like, talk about kids that are at no risk of COVID. The fucking 22-year-olds. Well, and then you've also got Joe Biden making the announcement that they're going to be putting all of this funding into a new vaccine that's going to work. This one's going to actually work. And uh, it's going to be targeted towards the, the new variant, whatever they're actually naming this variant. I haven't, I don't know that there's a, yeah, the election, the election variant is the most uh, apt description of it because I haven't seen the actual name of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, do you have that Joe Biden clip or should I pull it up? I'll pull it up. I don't think I've, I don't think I've got it saved on here. Okay. So the, uh, put it up over here. Well, while you're pulling it up, it was really interesting. Uh, some other people were talking about, you know, Biden announcing that they're going to start funding this new vaccine to uh, to action that's actually going to work and some other people were showing how uh, specifically Pfizer's stock has dropped over the last year like since since the vaccine mandates kind of 
ceased to be a thing and uh, <laughs> their their stock price has taken a pretty significant dip over the last year. And, uh, it makes sense. And like there was a, I'm actually going to do a review of it. Um, I had originally done a review of it in early 2021. There was an article that was talking about Moderna. And at the time it was, it was written in 2017. It was Moderna, a company in need of a Hail Mary. And it went into an explanation of like how Moderna was just hemorrhaging money. And they were really relying on this like experimental vaccine uh, research and vaccine technology to take off at some point in the future. And if like if that never happened, then Moderna was set to go under within five years. And then Oh my gosh, what do you know? Three years later. Comes and three years later, we've got... So anyway, this uh, the article was originally written in 2017. And then they they came out or they put out like a full update and a revision to it and everything in 2021, around uh, August of 21. They completely re, re revised it and added all of the... Like, this is what ended up happening with COVID to it. So I'm, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to take that whole article and... And do like a full-on uh, breakdown and review it and look at it and everything because it's 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 pretty impressive how the stock for Pfizer starts to fall off and is seeing continuous dive. And now we need a new vaccine. Oh, crazy! Yeah. Right? Let's pump those numbers up, <laughs> quarterly numbers. I uh, I dropped the the link in the chat. Yeah, because I couldn't share it share the screen this was <laughs> it's it really is just incredible to watch them do this so joe biden and in, in his mumbling bumbling joe biden way is uh if you scroll down i think there's a video from twitter that'll probably play oh, better yeah, there, there it is. yeah yeah so yeah. let me just set it up real quick so yeah he's talking about the new like a new vaccine and it's just they don't even realize the the implications of this, like he's kind of bragging about it, you know, like, oh, yeah, I've uh, I've asked Congress for more money so that we can do this and we can do that. And it's just like, well, why? Wh what's wrong with the, the first round of vaccines? They they didn't work. They weren't necessary. <laughs> like, go ahead and let's hear Joe Joe Biden try to make the case. Can you say anything about the uptick of COVID cases and new variants? Yes, I can. As a matter of fact, I signed off this morning with a proposal we have to present Congress a request for additional funding for new vaccine that is necessary that works. Tentatively, not this high of funding, but tentatively, it is recommended that we would like to be recommended that everybody get it. No matter what they got. <laughs> so, so not only um, is he implying that the last vaccine didn't work, or I guess confirming it, it's not even implied. This officially confirms everything that we've been saying for the last three years, uh, that these vaccines were bullshit. But now, even though he's just requested the funding to create the new vaccine, it's already being tentatively recommended for everybody. Like they haven't even fucking created it, but they're recommending it for everybody, whether or not you've gotten it before or not. It's amazing how quickly they're willing to show their hand on all of this sort of stuff. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it just so happens to coincide with this huge push to bring back COVID right before an election where Joe Biden is just completely getting buried in every poll. He has, I mean, on paper, you would say no chance of winning an election if he has to campaign. Could you imagine him having to be in 20, like leading up to the 2020 election, it was like, how is this guy going to make it through a debate? And he barely made it through those debates. And it's been a really long, long three years for joe biden you know the presidency ages even like the youngest of men or when barack obama goes in there and he's looking all good and then by the end of it he's old and gray well joe biden went into it old gray and fucking senile and it's just like he's only getting exponentially worse i i don't see how on paper anybody could have any confidence in him winning an election unless they pull all the same kind of uh, stunts that they did to get him elected the first time.
make sure we're locked down. COVID this, COVID that. We got to send in of all these mail-in ballots and um, bring back the vaccine, start demonizing all these people that don't want to take it. It's incredible that, like you said, how, how quickly they're showing their hand. Even with the Trump indictment, it's like they moved the date to March 4th, like super t- the day before Super Tuesday. I think they're going to have trouble getting the COVID narrative to stick this time around, by and large. My wife's company is a big corporate entity type of a company. And everybody in the office had COVID a couple weeks ago, and nobody missed work. Everybody just came, like, you know, they kept their distance, and and it was business as usual. Their official policy is if you have COVID, you either come to work or you get an occurrence for, or a sick or use a sick day. Like you, it's not, it's not a thing. And, and by and large, that's kind of the way people are approaching it right now is it is, it is the new summer flu. Uh, like, yeah, it's going around. Same as the old summer. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know why anybody at this point even gets tested for COVID. It's not like you take anything special for it. You just kind of, you know, lay around for a couple of days get some rest you'll be fine yeah i mean it's it is what it i guess the original strain was it seemed worse maybe it was just because it was somewhat novel at the time but as soon as it started to hit like second third generations it it did exactly what diseases always do and it burns itself out fast and then it starts to develop variants that are less deadly less symptomatic and just kind of and more contagious yeah a little and, more contagious yeah, a little more yeah. contagious it just kind of runs its it runs its course through nature it's yeah it's another just sort of a great microcosm for the government's approach to like climate change and all this other stuff it's like dude just let the fucking world be leave it alone you know we don't need to fight the climate the climate's going to work itself out <laughs> like we don't need to start messing with people's fucking DNA to fight this virus. We've, I mean, how many viruses are there in the history? Like, and every time I bet you like a virus came out for the first time, it was like, oh shit, we got a new virus. It's like super scary. And now we just kind of laugh everything off because well, over, mean, over time we've fucking adapted to it. It's like they made the, they made the direct comparisons to the, the, what was it, the Spanish flu of 1920. And you know what that ended up doing? Within a few years, it just became the regular strain of flu that was all over the world. Like, why are, why are we making these comparisons and then not looking at the way this always, like, is there, I guess, I guess it's this, like, need to save everybody that, like, like the people who are going to die from this are the people that were, probably not long for this world anyway right like that's that's yeah. the way the spanish I mean, that's what worked. It, i mean that's it killed mostly like really old sick people and that's what old sick people do almost exclusively is die i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you but it is this thing where like everyone's um sort of like incentives kind of line up like government yes to justify their existence they need to come out and be like we're going to save you from this thing and we're going to spend all this money and develop these vaccines and then like you said pfizer and moderna they need fucking quarterly huge quarterly profits so they're on board with developing a vaccine and it's just yeah everybody's incentives line up to push this agenda on the people and Man, I yeah, I don't know why more people don't see what's going on here. I think we are, like you said, getting to a tipping point where things got so ridiculous during COVID that to try to ramp this up again, there's just far too many people that got bamboozled the first time and are willing to admit it to themselves. Yeah, I had I had said, you know, we're we're getting close to seeing who the sheep are who the sheep really are and a lot of people are like oh we already did i'm like no like what we saw in 2020 were people who with limited evidence limited information unless you were willing to actually dig and go and look and find and like research they were just being given this information and they were taking that and they believed it they didn't go look for anything else now a lot of this stuff has been public 
like you can see very, very, very publicly how the lockdowns didn't work, how the lockdowns affected children, how the lockdowns affected suicide rates, how the how the masks didn't work, how the mask mandates didn't work, how the masks have actually affected other aspects of health um, negatively, while also not doing anything to to stop the spread of COVID. Like you now have all of this stuff that's very like you have the information that you didn't have at that time unless you really wanted to dig for it. So like now the people who go with it now, like the people who went with it then were duped. The people who go with it now are fucking sheep. They don't have functional brains and they don't have independent thought. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a bunch like a bunch of people that used to have faith in all these institutions that I think have lost it slowly over the last couple of years. Like cause they got everything wrong. And it seems like they got it wrong intentionally. You know, they're just, how do you get everything wrong every single time? It's like well, the like of- the job numbers we'll get into in a minute. But it's just like, if you're fucking downwardly revising everything for the year, that's not an accident. Well, it's part of why Pfizer's numbers are down and Moderna's numbers are down across the board over the last year. It's not just because the vaccine mandates kind of went away and or completely went away and the vaccines haven't been necessary and have been kind of proven ineffectual but it's also because a lot of people looked at that and looked at the way that was handled and then they started to say holy shit what else have they been lying to us about what else have they gotten wrong like people have started to actually look at what these pharmaceutical companies are putting out is what doctors are trying to them, and they've lost face lost faith in those institutions and they're pulling back away from it so like it's there's a lot of things that are kind of compounding it's the same reason that you've seen um homeschooling go on a massive increase over the last two years since the COVID thing because then parents got to have a look at what their kids were being taught and they're like holy shit i gotta get my kids out of this fucking thing like they they did a good job of for a very short time Propping up these institutions and making them a leviathan, but then they showed their hand too too much. They they were too heavy handed with it, and and people got a chance to look and see what was going on, and start to wake up a little bit and be like, "Holy shit, this is why have we been allowing this? We this has got to this has got to end." Yeah, yeah, it's like across the board. Even for me, like I don't think I would ever trust. Like, even just if I had my own doctor, like, whatever he or she tells me to do, like, I'm going to have to look into it on my own. I can't just take them at their word for it anymore. And that's really disturbing. You know what I mean? It's just like, you you want you want to be able to trust in some authority figure, you know, because we can't all just become fucking obsessed with whatever we have to look into. Like, we have jobs, we have daily lives that we need to get to. And just not being able to trust like the people that you thought you could. It's a little depressing. It's definitely a a new era for a lot of people, especially where the medical field is concerned. And it's I think it could be a I think it could potentially be a good thing. There there has been a uh something of a renaissance of the past five to ten years anyway, where people are starting to try to get away from the insurance driven model, start to find like primary care doctors that that don't work on insurance uh, on the insurance basis that get away from like the the industrialized medicine and and do things kind of more of a, an old school way. And, and I think some of this is going to or has pushed people to pursue stuff like that. I, I wish there was one around here. I've, I've looked and looked and looked and like the closest one is like somewhere in ohio like three hours away and it's just too much but like you know to find good like holistic type of doctors that aren't interested in prescribing you a plethora of bullshit every time you have the sniffles or you know are willing to to actually do science and medicine not just push pharmaceutical bullshit yeah you're right. Like the, the solution to everybody's problem is pop some kind of pill. You know, it's even like the Pfizer. I think it was Pfizer. They bought up some fucking company for like $6 billion, $6.8 billion or something that um, 
is developing drugs to deal with COVID-19 vaccine side effects. So it's like, all right. So they're selling you the vac. I'm pretty sure it's Pfizer. You guys can check, double check me on this. It's one of the major fucking pharmaceutical companies. It's like they're developing the vaccine. It has all these fucking side effects that they would not admit to. And then they buy up the company that's developing drugs to counteract all of the side effects. So they're just selling like, uh, what's that? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He's like, I'm playing both sides. It's just like, God damn, you can't even make this shit up. You can't make it up. It's crazy. And you go to a doctor and it's like the first thing they want to do is like, all right, we'll take this, uh, you know, take this antibiotic or take this drug. It's never like, hey, you know, like, what are you eating? And like, are you actually like, why don't you try to do this stuff? Change your lifestyle a little bit before you just start uh, throwing things into your body that are going to mess up your chemical imbalances and who knows what they're, what else they're going to, you know, they destroy some of your organs. Just like, I don't know, man, it's all kind of fucking crazy. They've been doing it with kids. It's leading perhaps this mental illness thing where we're seeing a lot more kids committing suicide and shooting up schools and things like that. Uh, before we get into that though, there's this, do you have that study on the, on the masks that came out? I think it was the NIH that developed this study. Now everyone's like, all the uh, pro mask people. See, this headline is is a little bit uh, misleading, where it says this: the study suggests that N95 masks may expose you to dangerous toxic compounds. The studies didn't involve N95 masks; it, it involved like the N, uh, K94 or something, like almost the exact same mask, but it. It did instead of uh, filtering out 95% of particles or whatever, it does 94%. And so from that, they're extrapolating that, hey, you know, these N95 masks are exposing you to toxic chemicals. I, I think it was because the masks that they studied, yeah, it was like uh, in South Korea that instead of doing the N95 mask, they do this 94 mask. It's like more popular. So that's what they studied. But the principles are kind of the same. You've got this fucking thing wrapped around your face and it's exposing you to more toxic chemicals than it's preventing from entering your body. Well, and they're, they're effectively made from the same material and, com and, and compounds and stuff. Like they're uh, structurally, they're really not much different. So, so it's a, it's an apt comparison. It's not, it's not, it's not like an apples to oranges comparison. Like these are, two very similar types of masks uh, that that they're that they're looking at right and then they also looked at the they also look at um some cotton masks too which there were some other studies that had come out back uh, in late 2022 that talked about the cotton masks and how the cotton masks actually trap bacteria and moisture and other stuff around your face so while they might filter out some things that we get into you they're actually keeping other stuff from getting away. So you're just recirculating a lot of the things that your body is trying to get out of you. So you're just like reinfecting yourself with stuff that you, that your body's trying to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of all that, on top of the, these, all these masks containing these uh, toxic volatile organic compounds or something, I think that's what that TVO thing OC stands for uh, on top of it, keeping bacteria and shit trapped to your face. We're not even wearing the masks correctly. <laughs> it's like if you believe that the N95 mask worked, like you'd have to wear it a lot differently than you actually are. You know, you're not taking it off on and off your face, putting it on, touching it. Uh, you know, you'd have to like put like rubber gloves on, put this mask on, and then take it off, like take it off, change it daily. Like nobody's doing any of that stuff. And so even in the best case scenario, we're, we're still misusing these things and well, it's not them. even change them daily they they are single use they're single use masks as in like you put it on and i've 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 talked about it before i've done <clears throat> i've done fit testing and uh and like respiratory testing on a number of different similar styles of masks in grain elevators and stuff when when working around like excessive levels of dust if you have one of those masks that doesn't hit saturation before 30 minutes, it 
like that's impressive and I, the best that i the best i ever used uh was like a canister style like uh rubber fully fits to your face like the big canisters on it even one of those you're looking at an hour hour and 15 minutes before you have to change your canisters out like when you're in a when you're in that environment you hit saturation quickly like because they they collect everything and then once you like you don't put it on and then take it off or it's not a you know wear it again the next day or wear it for the entire day like yeah we nothing <laughs> about the way that this has been done is anywhere even remotely close to to correct yeah. yeah it's all just superficial shit to get you to comply and scare you i guess i it's crazy and people god i don't know man i don't know how you i know how you can resist in like your everyday life but when it comes to travel i don't they just have such a monopoly on the travel industry i don't know how you get around it you gotta go to fakemasks.com and get you some of those good fake masks and then you yeah right but that but then it's like also you got to fill out all these covid forms and this paperwork and to enter each each country has its own retarded rules it's like god damn it i uh oh you've we just separate gotten away out. from i say you've just gotten away from having to test before you get on an airplane and do all the bullshit like within the last what eight months or so maybe a little bit longer than that but not maybe a whole a lot little, right? yeah when did they stop the the testing God, that was cool. so fucking annoying. That was so annoying. I'm saying, yeah. what was it about? Like August or September of last year? I don't remember. I, I don't remember that though, long. But I had to, I mean, I probably spent maybe a thousand dollars on fucking bullshit tests because I took so many flights. And it was like, you know, some of these were like 30, 50 bucks a pop, depending on when you were do where you were doing it. And it's just like, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, never tested positive for COVID. Definitely had it like two to three times, but like never when I was getting tested for flying or anything like that. And yeah, they're going to come up with, with all this stuff. And it's, it's just, it's so engineered now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if this will work to get Joe Biden elected. I feel like this would even backfire on that. It, I hope I have, I'm cautiously optimistic. Everything they've done has, has backfired. I mean, we talked about the, the Trump mugshot. Did you see where Trump used his mugshot for a fundraising campaign and raised somewhere in the neighborhood of like seven million dollars just off of just off yeah. of that alone? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fucking he did what you know what only Donald Trump can do and just turn this whole thing around. Uh, his first tweet in like three years or whatever is is his mugshot. Yeah, no, it's like a fucking rallying cry to people on the right and even some moderates that have realized how big of a witch hunt this is. And then the left think they've got him like dead to rights because they finally got this mugshot. There's just it it really does seem like we are just completely divided as a country, and there's no way that this is gonna work out. Yeah, it's it feels like it's hit the point of irreparable, right? I, I was I was reading through an article earlier today that was talking about how like Biden law or Biden won like the fewest counties, like the total counties of any elected president ever. It's like that doesn't strike anybody as a like a huge red flag. Like how do you how do you win by that that narrow of a margin that you you only took out of like 3,000 counties in the entire country, you took like just the ones that are necessary to win. Like, fucking crazy. Hey, they're just really good at, at what they do. I mean, <laughs> could they could they figure out how to be that efficient with like managing all of the money they steal from us? That would be cool. Can we can we get where they're not just moving the cones from one side of the road to the other, and then three weeks later they move them back to the other, and then three weeks later they move like I, that is a tall order. <laughs> There's no incentive for them. What is the incentive for them to finish that road? Like, there's none. There's nobody else that you can complain to. They have a monopoly on these roads, working out wonderfully. So yeah, they're it's they're just gonna, if anything. 
Yeah, I remember they used to like dig up some places in Chicago and then they would go on strike. Like, it's motherfuckers, dude. It's like, yeah, we're just going to fucking tear this up and then go on strike for a couple of weeks and uh, extract some more taxpayer money. Yeah, they, they've, they've got quite the racket going uh, across the across the board, all throughout fucking government. And it's being exposed at the highest levels, but nobody seems to be interested in that unless it involves uh, Donald Trump. Speaking of, you want to talk about uh, Joy Reid's amazing oh article that she wrote yeah. for <laughs> See? Yeah, I actually read this. Uh, I don't know why. I think because the tweet out of MSNBC was just so absurd. Um, and I think it quoted her because, um, well, so the MSNBC, they might have changed this since I first read it. They tend to do that when they get a lot of backlash. But it was like Trump's mugshot is justice because people just like Trump and Giuliani have been persecuting people of color in New York for decades or something like that. It's like, wait a minute, people like him? So that this is justice now. If people like Trump have been bad in the past, getting Donald Trump is now justice for all of these other people that were like him somehow. She doesn't really say other than they're, I guess they're just white. So uh, I guess we can just... Uh, throw Joanne Reed in prison for all the things that black people have done wrong because people like her have done bad things. So it would be completely justified. Not only that, it would be justice being served because people like her have done things in the past that we don't like. Yeah. I, she goes on, she talks about all these things that are completely unrelated. Yeah. Like I, I don't under, I don't know what happened with this. I tried to look into this guy's wedding thing. She said like this guy was shot by police. Patrick Dorsman killed by an off-duty police officer uh, the day of his wedding. Now it was in the morning and he's leaving a strip club the day of his wedding. That's where the shooting happened. So like, I don't know exactly like, what the day of your wedding you're at a fucking strip club like all night long must be some bachelor party but i always thought bachelor parties were like you know a week before or something so yeah he was yes. no altar boy but apparently he was literally an altar boy I, I just every time they say something i'm just like that's probably not true and then you try to drill down on these links that they put in that supposedly justifies all the arguments they're making and they're behind a paywall and i'm just i'm not paying for this dribble uh, so, to me, yeah, Donald Trump lorded his everything over them. I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, people who looked like them still put him in rap songs. And it was indignity to me. That's something I love, a like culture I love, lioness. And I, yeah, it's just such a weird article. And so to me, Trump's mugshot is justice. The fact that Manhattan didn't take his mugshot, I thought was offensive. The feds essentially said, we already know what he looks like. He was the president of the United States. I found that offensive. Everyone else has to take them. So this is this is justice. Uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is a national hero. She respects Jack Smith and all the other Trump prosecutors. Um, because, you know, he represents this wealthy, powerful, privileged white man. And they have been, I guess, you know, um, ruining the world for everybody. So we can just go after him and it doesn't matter what we get him on. It's justice for everything that every rich white man has ever done. Yeah, basically, uh, her uh, Joy Reid's article comes down to rich white men have been uh, doing bad things to black people for a long time so it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if there's any teeth to the to the allegations it doesn't matter whether he's innocent or guilty he needs to have his mugshot taken because that's justice for the black people yeah and then you see all of these i mean i keep seeing these videos of all these like uh you know black voters for trump or whatever that are kind of like hey man this is this is really resonating with our community. This is making them more popular kind of thing. And then, of course, the Joanne Reeds of the world come out and say, oh, that's racist because you're associating black people with being wrongfully imprisoned. <laughs> it's just like, wait, well, have you what? noticed? Have you noticed? It's largely 
black males that are siding with Trump, and it's largely black females that are taking the other side. Uh, I think we've talked about it before, but did you know that the the demographic with the highest graduation rate from college, both at a undergrad and graduate level, is black females? I didn't actually. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I knew it was females. I didn't know it was specifically black specifically females. Specifically, black females is the highest graduation rate demographic for both undergrad and graduate studies. And what's the the highest imprisonment rate? It's got to be black men, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's been the the rallying cry of the left. Like my entire life was like all these young black men are being unfairly imprisoned for like really really long periods of time for nonviolent crimes which i agree with and and now that we're saying that hey like this is going to make trump a little more relatable he's being fucking you know uh persecuted by the man wrongfully imprisoned and then they're like oh that's racist because you're associate you're, you're saying all black men go to prison or something it's just like god damn it man do you guys hear yourselves do you ever just take a step back and listen to yourself so fucking ridiculous. The the hypocrisy doesn't settle in for them. It, it just goes goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah, it's wild. And then, of course, we had a, another uh, racist shooting. I was told by um, what's her face, Nina Nina Turner said it wasn't just a racist shooting; it was an anti-black racist shooting. <laughs> Apparently, that makes it worse. Anti-black racism is the worst kind of racism. Did, uh, did you talking about the Jacksonville shooting? Did you see the kids set up and everything? Like, he had body armor and a mask, and he had a AR-15 style of rifle that almost perfectly matched the. What was the one about a year ago that he had like scribbled uh, the Buffalo, the Buffalo shooter that went into the grocery store, uh, the one that like oh, inexplicably yeah, yeah, that traveled two hours to case this grocery store, went back home, the, like 19 year old that traveled two hours to case this grocery store, went back home, got his body armor and his guns, and then went back the next day to like none of that made any sense but he had, he had written all this like racist shit on his on his gun and then you see this happen at the at this store and then you see the stuff that he has like scribbled on his gun and stuff it's like man come on i know the writers are on strike and y'all are having trouble coming up with like good narratives here but holy fuck like you you when you recycle material, you need to give it a little more variety than just like copy paste. Yeah, it's the 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 FBI handlers are getting really lazy with this shit. Well, and they're calling it a mass shooting again, which drives me fucking crazy. Because it, isn't the threshold for a mass shooting four people? Four no. people, not not four people shot, not four people wounded. Four people in the vicinity of the shooting. So let's wow. say we're let's say we're sitting at, at the dinner table eating, me, my wife, and all four of our kids, and I happen to accidentally discharge my handgun. That is considered a mass shooting. Even if nobody got hit, even if I didn't accidentally shoot a dog or anything, just like dropped the gun and it shot the refrigerator. Yeah. I am now a mass shooter. We uh, if, assuming you, if we report it, nobody's reporting that around here. But you know that that technically qualifies as a mass shooting. If so, I, I've spent I've spent too much time looking at statistics on this. There are all of these like four hundred and seven or whatever reported mass shootings that have taken place this year. You have to go over halfway through the list before you even get to the first one that has had even one death. And then a vast majority of like you're you're at the end of the list before you start getting into multiple casualties. Like the the number of these mass shootings that have 
multiple casualties are incredibly low. And then when you start digging into those, the overwhelming majority of those are either gang related or like some dude snapped and killed his family or some dude snapped and killed his family or some dude snapped and killed somebody else's like it's they're not like people walking into store like they're pretty they're pretty targeted like specific things that happen they're not like random shootings it, it's it's pretty crazy how like I, I spend too much time looking at the statistics on this stuff because it's at, number one it's fascinating but number two the actual stats don't align with the narrative that they that they paint out of this they're, they're so fucking dishonest with the statistics i thought it was four people had to be shot and so in this case because he shot himself and three other people i was like they're calling that a, like he, they're including him in the body count to get it to a mass shoot i didn't realize it was just people in the vicinity even worse it, it's just dude if these things are as bad as you say they are you don't have to fudge the numbers to make your case. Do you know what I mean? If do you have that um, that thing I, I pulled up? Uh, children uh, uh, deaths from shooting are up like you know thirty percent or twenty six percent. I forget what the number is. Yeah, it looks a little funny for those who are watching the video because it uh, it is the Washington Post and it's one of those uh, paywall articles, okay. but I can I've I found a workaround with a with a read-only file. So. so guns killed a record number of U.S. children in 2021, the study finds. And this was posted by that fucking hack, Mehdi Hassan or whatever his name is. Uh, so they and they lead it out. Do they um, I think in the original article, I guess it's behind a paywall now. It, it used to be up. They had a picture from a school shooting in 2021. I forget which one it was. But so they that's the headline. And then beneath the headline are like the people like crying about this school shooting that took place. And then when you dig into the numbers of this, and I don't know if they they probably they just say, yeah, 4,752 children died from firearm firearm injury. If you clicked on the, the data that they that they got uh, that they used to compile this article, eighty three percent of I believe is eighty three percent of the children were from the ages of fifteen to nineteen. Now, to me, there are like I think we what do we have like you know we have infants right and toddlers like zero to three or something. Four, maybe five to 12, or I would call those children. 13 to 19, I call those teenagers. Um, 18, and, and the, I forget what it was like 18 to 19 year olds were even like a bigger percentage of, uh, of, of the gun deaths too. And it was just like, they're, they're, they're 15 to 19 year old fucking, and the vast majority of them were black as well because these are gang related shootings. That's what's happening. Uh, but they lump it with zero to 19. That's an age range now. I mean, think of the difference between somebody who's under a year old and somebody who's 19 years old. You know, they have those like uh, when you fill out like a fucking survey or something, they give you the, what are you, 18 to 25, 26 to 34, 34, like 35 to 44, whatever. Like they have these age ranges that kind of make sense. You know, like these people are in the same group. Yep. Infants and 19 year olds, they're all children. I, I remember, you know, when we had like the war in Iraq and all these soldiers died, the, 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 the soldiers, the 18 and 19 year old soldiers that died over in Iraq were listed as pediatric deaths in the military. I'm sure. Like that's how they label these pediatric deaths and you're 19 years old. It's a pediatric death from firearms. Well, I mean, it's another one of those, you know, using, using statistics to lie. Like if you go further on down in 2020, firearms for the first time killed more children and adolescents than car accidents. Except that when you look at those actual statistics, it was largely suicides in 2020. And also, what did people not do in 2020? They didn't leave the fucking house. Like so, all all not just 
children killed in car accidents in 2020. All car accident deaths, all car accident totals were way, way down for that year. Like it's, but they'll use that to to like paint this picture. And and again, like I said, you know, they also are ignoring the number of suicides in 2020 as well. Yeah, it's yeah. When you read through some of these numbers, it's it's so ridiculous that they're allowed to get away with this kind of propaganda. You you come up with the headline: more children died 2021 than ever before. Uh, and then you have a picture of a school shooting. Immediately, people associate it with the mass shootings that get that get the most headlines. I mean, they they have a moment of honesty here in the article. The increase yeah. was driven by the number of black youths killed by firearms. It's it's gang violence in these big cities. That's what's driving these these statistics. Yeah. Fifteen and nineteen year olds accounted for the vast majority of the deaths. Thirty percent were suicides. Uh, the other sixty-seven point five percent were like adolescents, you know, fifteen to nineteen, and then like three and a half percent were like accidental discharges, <laughs> unintentionally killed. Good grief, man! It's so dishonest. And then people like when you make this point, they're like, "Oh, like so." It's is there a big like some idiot on fucking Twitter when I pointed this out made this point? He's like, "Is it more sad when a fit like it's less sad when a fifteen-year-old is killed by a gun than a ten-year-old?" I was like. Well, or when a 10-year-old is killed, I was like, well, it's a little more sad because the 15-year-old got to live for five more years. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it like that. I was thinking about how dishonest of a statistic this is. Like the only reason why you would include zero to 19 in your group is so that you could label it specifically the headline children. That's why. In no other fucking world are we grouping in zero. To 19 together uh, unless we're looking at covid deaths and then that number is zero as well well and isn't isn't it crazy how these numbers have continued to go up during the biden presidency like you would think if we had a country that was being so driven by fear and hatred and bigotry and racism and blah 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 all of these things under Donald Trump that the gun deaths and murders and all of that stuff would have gone up during that time except that they didn't if you you can go back and look at stats from 2012 13 14 15 out through it didn't start to spike until 2020 and it didn't start to and it really didn't start to spike in 2020 until May-ish May June somewhere in there you know when Whenever we entered the summer of love and uh, everybody needed to go protest injustice, then it started to go through the fucking roof. And then every year under Biden, we've got nothing but increase in pretty much every statistic. Like it was uh, murders and like willful malicious deaths were pretty static for about eight years. Uh, the only real major fluctuation from year to year was suicide numbers. And those those also stayed relatively even, like within a couple thousand. Uh, like the, the murder debt, the murder rates stayed within a few hundred of each other year over year. And, and the fluctuation came in suicides until you hit 2020. And then, then both murder and suicide skyrocket. And then... 2021 both go up again and now 2022 both are up again like it's just decency is on was on the ballot man return to normalcy decency uh everything's working out great in the uh in the biden biden administration four more years is is a lock right we got bidenomics the the jobs report came out today and uh, oh, let me, I didn't send that to you, did I? Do, do, do. Here, I'll drop it in the chat real quick and you can pull it up because uh, once again, um, numbers were unexpectedly revised sharply lower and we had a major miss 
in the uh, in the economic numbers. Did you get it? Yeah. Okay. Unexpected. Uh, it's always unexpectedly. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would expect these numbers to be revised lower. I mean, they've only been revised lower every single month of 2023. Why and would we 2022 expect? 2022 and 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So this was uh, the consensus uh, was a drop in jobs from 9.582 million to 9.5 million. What they reported was 8.827 million job openings. So it's the first sub 9 million uh, job openings print since March of 2021. The third biggest miss on record. And if you scroll down a little more. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, they actually slashed the, the May number from 9.5 to 9.1. It's just like every month is revised back. So they give you a big headline number. Everybody gets excited by dynamics. The economy is going so great. And that's why you keep seeing these tweets that I keep pointing out. All these like leftists are, are like, I don't understand. Like people are just so partisan. They can't, they don't realize how good the economy is. Look at unemployment is down. Uh, inflation is down. Uh, GDP has been over 2% every year. It's like 2% is not that fucking good of a number anyway. But it's just like, first of all, it's almost as if the way they calculate these statistics is absolutely meaningless. And it's reverse engineered to give you the illusion of a stronger economy than it actually is just like they yeah just like they fucking reverse engineer these gun violence statistics to make it look like gun violent deaths are and by the way those are all fucking handgun deaths too by the way none of them were like ar-15 style like probably less than five percent I, I guarantee you but yeah they reverse engineer all of these economic statistics so they can point to things and they they take they cherry pick very specific windows like after he drives inflation up to 40 year highs he starts there and then he says look how far inflation's come down inflation's down 30 percent over the last couple of months He's like yeah but it's still uh two and a half times as high as the target that they were going for all of 2023 monthly jobs data revised lower and now the housing data has also been wait for it revised lower every single fucking month january february march april may june they haven't revised july lower yet but they will in september i guarantee you <laughs> like that's coming just fucking bet on that every single month january february march april may june uh, July, they're showing even, it looks like right now for the uh, the payroll numbers, but that'll be revised lower. I, I bet my left arm on it. And so, yeah, you keep seeing these tweets from people that look at the headline numbers and then they look at these meaningless uh, massaged statistics and say, look, the economy is so great. All, the only explanation is people are just so partisan that they they don't realize a good economy when it's looking them right in the face. And it's like, I don't know, man. I think people realize when they go to the store, <laughs> have you seen that meme where it's like Bidenomics made me stronger? I can lift $70 worth of groceries with one finger or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I don't know if people are that partisan. They certainly are partisan, but they're not imagining the price of everything going up like crazy. And they're, uh, and their paychecks sort of fucking uh, stagnating. There's there's this thing that uh, people are referring to it as the the silent depression. Did I send you that clip? I think it was from Instagram. This chick was reading. I think it was a chick. She was reading off some statistics comparing the economic statistics now to during the Great Depression, and like all the statistics are worse. <laughs> I mean, aside from like the unemployment number. But we are—we already kind of know that the unemployment number has been massaged to look a lot better. I'll say than that's, it is. Yeah, that's because the unemployment number is just complete total horseshit. Yeah, but if you looked at you know, and she point like she does make a couple mistakes where she's like, yeah, look at the sal like the average salary in today's dollars is like much higher, and this is like before you had—I mean, you had an income tax, but it was before you were paying Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all that stuff. And it's not like 
that's true, but like 25% of people were out of work. So none of, nobody was actually earning those salaries. So like, that's something, but like just the cost of living in general, like how many months of paychecks it would take to buy a house and things like that. Uh, the, we are living through, I don't know if you'd call it a silent depression or if it's just like, we've, we've just been, it feels like we've been in recession for fucking 20 years. Like since 2007, 2008, it's like, man, I don't know if there was ever an actual recovery. They like they, the way they calculate GDP, you know, if they were honest about inflation, we've probably had negative GDP for the vast majority of these, these years. Uh, people are, people are really, really struggling. There's one more um, article in here I had about food stamps. The, uh, yeah. So um, the Biden administration increased benefits by 27% and starting in 2021. Hmm. In 2022, the Department of Ag Agriculture SNAP program hit a record high of 119 billion, which is a six-fold increase over the last last two decades. So if the economy is so strong now and Bidenomics is working, why are more people than ever dependent on the government to purchase their food at the grocery store? It's almost as if the economy is not that great. Uh, by December of 2022, food stamp uh, spending soared to 11 billion. That's up from four and a half billion a month uh, in 2019. So 2019, it was four and a half billion a month. In 2022, it's 11 billion a month. So by their metrics, it's like, oh, this program's a smashing success. Look how much more we're spending. Look how many more people are on it. <laughs> and they're, the uh, foundation of government accountability is projecting that the massive expansion in these benefits could be responsible for as much as a 15% spike in grocery store prices because now you're you're giving money to people you're hand, you're creating money out of thin air and you're giving it to them to go spend in a store which you're not increasing production but you're increasing the amount of dollars in circulation so they bid up the prices of things awesome <laughs> this is the definition of a successful government program yeah right and and you know what they need more money obviously, obviously. They just need more funding for this. I mean, look how many people are on food stamps now. So we need to increase this funding because we care about these people so much. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. Just keep increasing it. I love these incentives. Like how do people not fucking see what's going on here? And they have a chart of uh, food inflation and it's like, yeah, US CPI, urban consumers food. It's just like as soon as Biden hikes the SNAP uh thing in 2021, you, you just see it go straight up. I don't know what these numbers mean. It goes from 250 to 302, but it was hovering around 240 for uh it looks like about 2013 to 2020. And then you had a big jump in 2020 because of fucking COVID. And then it leveled off uh, up until 2021 it, when he hiked the benefits by 27%. And then it went from, yeah, 250-ish, uh, 255 to 302. I don't know what that metric means. They're not giving me a lot of information on this chart here, but it's a big jump, big increase. And people are feeling, everybody's feeling it at the store. And it becomes this downward, like the more expensive groceries become, the more people have to go on Snap to afford them. And the more fucking money you print for fucking Snap, the higher prices get. It's just cycle. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's an unmitigated disaster. Unmitigated disaster. Yeah. And it's just like, there's just no way that he could on paper get reelected. I don't care who he was running against. Donald Trump with or without indictments, any Republican candidate, there's just no way after this performance, these approval ratings that he's had, the, the fact that he is just dying slowly in front of our eyes. I don't know how else you put it. 
he's barely he's barely conscious he's going to maui he's falling asleep like everywhere uh he's falling down when he gives speeches he doesn't know which way to egg like he just he's a complete disaster across the board nobody likes him nobody likes his uh his vp and there's just all these problems here and they just keep focusing on things that nobody like really cares like there's still a, a like yeah more covid vaccine funding like that's what people really want and some more ukraine money because that's what people want <laughs> just golly and then yeah the green energy stuff i saw this clip i i forget who was doing it but it was like yeah they go into like some was it it might have been new jersey or something where they're like hey like biden just earmarked like 45 million for your neighborhood and that everyone's like oh that's great yeah we could use it for this we could use it for that and like all these things that you know like we got like a homeless problem and these people need housing and blah blah blah, blah. so they had all these grandiose plans for the 45 million and then it turns out that it was all just for electric buses <laughs> and then they're like and then they're like what the fuck do we need electric buses for? Like, nobody even takes the bus here but they've got you know it's good they got their priorities straight prosecuting donald trump that's going to make everything better dumping millions of dollars into electric buses when nobody takes the bus is like Again, this is like yeah, the great. definition of a successful government program. It's like we filled the need that nobody had for the thing nobody wanted, and we spent a ton of money doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But once they're electric, more people will take them. I'm sure that's how that works. Exactly how it works. Oh, that's unbelievable, man. I don't know. Is that, uh, I think that might be everything I had for today. Um, we're coming up on time, aren't we? I they think that's about it. Implodes, yeah. So I, again, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed the theme on this podcast, but it's um, all these government statistics are bullshit. They are lying to you in in this. They are lying to you about the economy. They're lying to you about gun violence. They're lying to you about COVID. They're lying to you about everything. How do you know a politician's lying? His lips are moving. For the uh, for the graphic for this episode, you should just put a picture of that book, How to Lie with Statistics, instead of the <laughs> yeah. peddling fiction graphic today in today's episode. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and maybe one day we should go through. It might be just kind of boring. I kind of like it, but like how they calculate GDP, how they've changed it, how they're calculating the the CPI, how they change it every month. Like they just swap. I was like, oh, this is what people are spending all their money on. Then the cost is going up. We're going to call that volatile. We'll switch that for something else. And yeah, no wonder they're getting these How they calculate unemployment and the way they've changed that over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I think think going through and breaking all of those down, because I don't, I've explained the, the unemployment thing to some people, like just friends that don't spend a whole lot of time looking at this stuff. And they're like, oh my God, that's fucking insane. Like, yeah, like that's the way they calculate everything, not just unemployment. Like that's how yeah. every government statistical calculation is done is by some like magic waving of a wand and bullshittery that they just expect you to accept without looking into. Yeah, of course. Well, they have to, you know, it's, you have to like look at it almost as if they're interviewing for a job because that's essentially what's happening every four years, right? He's up for re-election. He's got to show you how good of a job he's doing. So imagine if you got to compile all the statistics before you go into your boss's office and be like, hey, look how good I'm doing. <laughs> Productivity is up 80%. <laughs> it's just like, and you just take out all the fucking bad stuff and massage, do some seasonal adjustments and make some assumptions here. Everything's rosy. It's like, of course, they're going to make it look a lot better than it actually is. That just makes sense. Like, that's how people operate, <laughs> you know? And they have a lot more riding on them staying in power than your job ever. Like, they have billions of dollars, uh, you know, at stake, if not trillions in some, in some politician instances. And it's just like, yeah, they're going to lie to you. They've shown a, a quite the willingness to lie to the American people about everything, about foreign policy, about the economy. You know, you name it. That's what they do. And so I don't know why 
people are surprised by any of this. I don't know why people can't really square that circle with the economic data not matching the economic reality. I don't know why they, if they think they'll lie, like some people realize that they'll lie, they'll lie us into wars that kill millions of people, waste trillions of dollars. They'll lie about government statistics, but they won't lie to us about COVID. Of course not. <laughs> That's a bridge too far. Or vice yeah. versa. They'll lie to us about COVID, but they won't lie to us about this. It's like they just, nobody tells the truth in government. I mean, that's how you get to be in government. It's through lying. I don't know. What today's Tuesday? I don't, you got anything coming up this week? Nothing, nothing really. I do have some. It was interesting for those who were on the happy hour. We talked to Ariel a bit about the situation in South America and some of the stuff going on down there. Uh, I've got, and I had done an episode a bonus episode on some of the South American uh, like right-wing nationalistic leaders that have been coming into power and, and kind of shaping the landscape of, of things in South America. Um, I'll be doing a follow-up on uh, on the guy in Argentina, the libertarian guy that uh, has kind of taken that country by storm. Uh, so that'll be coming out not this week, but next week. I'm working, working on getting all of my ducks in a row for that. So that'll, that'll nice. be a lot yeah. of fun. That will be, and that'll be good too. Cause I've been meaning to sort of dig into that a little bit. I, I know some people from Argentina and they've had a really rough go of it over there lately. Like they've had runaway inflation. Uh, if you're looking for a place to go uh, on, on uh, vacation, especially cause like our winter is their summer. Cause they're like on the other side of the world. Uh, go over there with your dollars and live like a king. And they they seem to have had it. And they're they've they're like getting pretty close to electing like an ANCAP, which is wild. It's it's really fucking wild. Um, so yeah, I have been sort of paying attention to that, but I haven't really really dug into it. It's it's a pretty interesting development. And I think I hope it's one that is going to start uh spreading across the globe because it's just becoming so obvious that the this government experiment is is a complete failure and it, at a minimum you need to start rolling it back like actually rolling it back like some of us want to roll it really far back until it's non-existent but like i don't see how you make the case where it's just like we we got to keep making it bigger because it, the, even the the biggest proponents of government uh, the, the bigger we make it, the more they complain about how nothing works. I'll probably have something coming out for the Substack later this week. I put out an article Saturday. Hopefully you guys uh, got a chance to read that. If not, check it out. We'll do a Friday live show. No happy hour this week, but we did have a good one on Friday. That was a lot of fun. I have good turnout. I don't know where all our ladies went. Big, big sausage fest, but it was still uh, still a lot of fun. Yeah, do all that for us. We'll be back on Friday with a live episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.